At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs, the moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. I invited an expert back to our show who I believe has the best, most specific advice for families who are going through or living with the aftermath of divorce, Gary Newman. We're glad to have you back. Thank you. And so over the years, you say that, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of bad divorces, and one of the worst things parents do is criticize each other. Absolutely, process, right? yes. Yes, when they badmouth each other, uh, it causes them to question if they can love both each other. Kids should be able to love both parents. And if you say something bad about the other person, they feel disloyal to you if they actually love the other person. And they should never have to make that kind of choice. So that's one of the biggest mistakes. That's the biggest complaint that I get from kids is putting down the other parent like that. Okay, so you know many families unravel after an affair. Gary spent time with 11-year-old Daisy and her 7-year-old brother Chris who have a lot of feelings about their family's breakup. So what happened when they were married? They were nice. They were, like, nice and everything. And then they, she started to cheat on him and everything. She introduced me to him once. She introduced you to the guy? Uh -huh. To the boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Or guy or whatever. whatever. I don't know if he's a boyfriend or whatnot. But that, so that must have been very oh, yeah. weird. He asked you to lie to dad about a boyfriend or something like that? Did she yeah, he said that she would say that we just went somewhere. She tells us just to say, we just went to like a store or something and we actually went to go see her boyfriend or somebody. So you're, yeah, how are you feeling then? You're mm. feeling pretty. I was yeah. feeling really sad and very, very mad. Mad about what? Uh, I don't want her to have a boyfriend because he was already married. It's not right to be with another person mm -hmm. when you're married. Did you ever tell mom? What? Yeah, I told oh, her once Chris. or twice. 
What'd she say, Chris? She said, I don't kill. So can you tell me about that, knowing that, you know, this is going on and that you're got to be a part of it or know about it and stuff? Yeah, I don't Gosh. really want to be a part of it or anything. I don't really want to have anything to do, do with my mom. Because you're that angry? Oh, yeah, and then my dad said if I don't talk about stuff like this, that I might explode in one day and everything. Not like... <laughs> yeah, I hope <laughs> your head won't blow off. Yes, no, I don't think that. Yeah. What does he mean, explode? Like... Explode your feelings. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way to put it, Chris. You miss your mom? Yeah. She's very rude, so I don't want a nice mother if I ever do get another mother. But still sad, I guess, that she's decided to not be here, right? Yep. Yeah. What's making you sad now? What are you thinking about? About this one day once we went to Daddy Land. Yeah, and what happens to you? My muscle. Went away, and I don't want him to go away. <laughs> right, you didn't want mom to go away, huh? That makes sense. It's a. It's very sad to see her go away. Did you think you'd see her again? Have you seen her since then? So even though you're mad at her, you still wish that she would come back and be a good mom, huh? Tell me, Crystal, tell me, tell me about that. Tell me that what, what you really what you really wish your mom would do. Be mother and I be a nice mother and a very good mother. I never have a boyfriend again. Daisy and Chris say they haven't seen their mother in over two years. You're doing a good job. That was really brave of you. Wasn't that brave of him, audience? And so brave of Daisy. So brave of Daisy, who's taking on the mother role for him at 11 years old. So brave of both of you. You know, you speak to lots of other kids out there who feel exactly the same way you do. Lots of other kids are hurting exactly the same way you are, and a lot of kids feel this way. How can Jim, what can he do to help them? Well, first of all, understand that when you see all this sadness, we shouldn't be depressed about it. We should be upset if they don't express this. That's what it's all about here. Yeah. If he doesn't get this out, if they don't do this, imagine how numb and what has to happen to them internally. What happens is, especially for young boys, you know, girls become depressed and young boys t take these feelings. Flatline. Flatline and then have rage later yeah. on. They are enraged. That's why you so, so, see so many enraged young boys and men is because they're not allowed to express their feelings. So the most important part of being a parent is we have to remember, I get calls and emails all the time about, you know, what's the script? What do I say exactly to my kid? And what we have to remember is that we heal through love and connection. That's the magic of being human. If we all think back to something that's happened to us personally, we got through it and we felt better just because somebody talk to us. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is take the pressure off of yourself as a parent to say just the right words. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling. It's looking at these kids and saying, gosh, I know it hurts. 
It makes sense that it's sad. And I wish I could do something different. But we're a family, and we're going to get through this. And you can tell Dad he's strong enough. He's big enough. He's there for you. And, and you can tell him anything. Yeah. And, and that's the point. You just have to let them know that you get them. You really get them and understand them. I try to talk to them and tell them to come help, you know, talk to me about it if they ever want to and everything else. And this is the first time I've seen it from him, and it's, it's you, disturbing. You bring up a great point that many parents say, well, I said to my kid, if you ever have a problem, just come find me, come talk to me. That's too intense. You, we know how kids feel somewhat. So we need to go to them and say, you know something? I know this time is hard. Your mom's not here. I know it must be sad for you. Assume the feeling, and they'll come out with it. Some parents are afraid, well, if I say that, maybe they're not really sad, and I'm going to bring up something that they're not feeling. Ridiculous. They're feeling it inside. You're not putting it on them. So Ridiculous go to them. Because, because what I learned when you were here many years ago, Kids are, first of all, they have like little vibrational antenna. Yes. They're feeling it even when you don't think they're feeling it. Yes. And they know something is going on even when you think they don't know, when you haven't spoken about it. And the thing about their little vibrational antenna, because you're a kid, the whole world revolves around you. And you think then it's your fault, that whatever went wrong was because of something you did. Sure, sure. Kids feel that way, especially because if you think about it, after the divorce, what are you arguing about? You're always arguing about the kids. Yeah. So kids always think, well, it must be me. If I wasn't born, this all wouldn't have happened. So you have to go to them, assume the feeling, and get it out of them in that way. And also, let's not forget that when do kids talk the most? They, don't, they talk the most when we're having a catch, you know, cooking dinner together, taking a drive together. Get back to just spending some quiet time. Get the earphones out and get the yeah. cell phone away. Because if you say, let's sit down and have a talk <laughs> right. now, it's, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. When I talk to kids, even I have crayons and cards in my hands. Yeah. I'm doing something, too, because we're working together. Yeah. Here's more of Gary's candid conversation with Chris and Daisy. What's it like to be hurt? I mean, what's it like to feel hurt when she says, I'm going to meet you? And she doesn't. And she doesn't. I mean, it that's makes me kind of... feel sad and everything. Like I try to like put perfume on, so she think I smell pretty, and then I try to like put little lipstick on—not like dark lipstick, but light lipstick. So then she'll think I look pretty too. And then I try to put my hair up, even though I don't like putting it up. Because <laughs> if you do that, she'll she might come back. And it doesn't work. Nope. I don't think it does. Nope. So it doesn't do you, work. So what? Do you, what? Do you, how do you? What do you say to yourself in your head when that doesn't work? I say, darn it, why not? And I try, and I try, and I keep failing. Do you think there's anything you could have done about it, Chris? I used to go on my knees and give a puppy eyes, and it used to work this time, and it won't. Um, yeah. You feel like you couldn't make it, couldn't make her stick around, huh? So do you feel sometimes that, that uh, you could have done something else to? What do you think about? Uh, I thought I could buy something because I usually take the laundry out and stuff. So I used to get allowance for it. Then I got enough money to buy a a, um, a fake ring or like a fiddle finger and I. I'm like, Dad, can I buy this? And Dad said, 
I'll think about it. You thought maybe if you bought her the ring, maybe she'd stay. Mm -hmm. Did you ever buy the ring? Yeah, but she didn't want it. And it didn't make her come back. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Well, in the past, you've heard me say, never criticize the other parent, because when you criticize the other parent, you criticize your child's DNA. Here's an example where we break that cardinal rule. You see, children in these circumstances, we cannot have them feeling that they are somewhat responsible for the rejection from the parent who has abandoned them. So that's the time when we have to say to our children, it is wrong as a parent not to be there for your child. And we explain to them that sometimes physical trauma, bruises and broken bones you can see, sometimes people have problems in their mind and it limits them and it stops parents from giving the love that children deserve. You guys are huggable enough. You are lovable enough. You should have, that's a good smile. You are pretty enough. <laughs> you are pretty you're, enough. You smell well enough. <laughs> Your dad is here because you guys are terrific and you deserve to have two parents. And if you have this one, that's going to be good enough. You did not make her go away and you cannot make her come back. Well, Gary asked Daisy to write a letter to her mom expressing her feelings. It's important to get the feelings out, whether or not her mother ever gets the letter or not. Right. It's, it's that expression. We must get that across. It, regardless of who it goes to, the expression itself is healing. Okay. Will you read it for us? Yeah. Okay. Dear Mom, I miss you so much. I wish you were here for our girls' day out, where we went shopping and got our nails done. I miss me. <laughs> Let me read it. Let me read it for you, okay? You're doing good, but let me read it. It's okay if I read it? Okay. I miss baking cookies as a family and you helping us do our homework. I still love you, Mom, but what you did in the past makes me not love you so much like I used to. I just wish the divorce never happened and you never did what you did. Daddy always says, it's never my fault that you left, but sometimes I think it is. I know someday you will regret it and I hope you've learned your lesson. Love, Daisy. P.S. I do love you deep down inside, and sometimes I love you so much that I can't hide it. Really well done. Thank you. Really well done. Really Very well done. done. And so do you think um, Chris is old enough to write a letter? He is. Yeah. Want me to read it? Okay. Dear Mommy, I love you. Why can't we be together? Why don't you want to see me? 
When I think of you and Daddy not living together, I feel so sad. I do not understand why you got divorced. Sometimes I dream about Dad being sad about not having you around. I wish that you didn't get a divorce. Love, Chris. Very good letter. See, kids want to Very feel letter. kids want to feel responsible for the divorce because they think that that gives them some sense of control that I can make them come back and do right. something like that. But they do. These I know it doesn't look like they feel better at the moment, but the experience of being able to get it out and connect with you about it finally, tomorrow and the next day they're going to walk lighter and that sparkle in their eye is going to be back yeah. more and more. It doesn't mean the pain will go away. Right. And it doesn't mean that they still won't want their mother to come back. Correct. But at least it releases some of that burden. Do you feel a little better, Daisy? Do you think you feel a little better? Yeah. Do you? OK. You don't have to say it if you don't. <laughs> Maybe you'll feel a little better tomorrow. Feel a little better. Well, thank you, Jim. Thank you, thank for, you. for trying to do the right thing. Thank you for continuing to communicate with your children. And I think uh, this experience has let you know that you know, the way to do it is when you're doing other things and not just let's now sit down and have a talk or not expect them to come to you right. and start the conversation. Yeah, because it's too heavy a burden for them. It's too much for them. Yeah. Um, I try. I try to talk to them and everything else. And, you know, we, in the beginning, we did, me and Daisy went to counseling and stuff together, and he was only three. So we, he didn't really go in too much. Mm -hmm. And I know it's been on him. It, it, it's a heavy burden, but... But you can you know. see, he, he, was, he was only three, right. but still fills it as deeply as Daisy does. But, you know, I'm here for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to just say that the whole point of this show is to say to all of you parents that if you don't know how to talk to your children about your divorce, you end up damaging them forever. Forever. Gary Newman is the founder of the renowned uh, Sandcastles program for children of divorce, and he's one of the best I've ever seen at helping kids open up. I've been doing this a long time, talked to a lot of people. He is the best. Many of you may believe that your children aren't really tuned in. As uh, Jim was saying earlier, you know, Chris was three years old, so you think, what does a three-year-old know? You just saw what a three-year-old knows. 11-year-old Christopher talks about something that happens in homes all across America because people don't know how to talk about divorce. What was it like to live with parents who were fighting so much? We told them that, that we didn't like the situation where they were arguing because it makes us feel sad. And we don't like that feeling because you make us feel like wanting to run away or something. It's very hard on our heart. Mm. Wow. Wow. So it never got a, like, uh, they never called the police or anything like that? They called the police before. Oh, well, it sounds like it was a little yeah, out of control. Some, yeah, it was out of control a little bit. When the police would come, my mom would put me into the bathroom, me and my little brother. Of course. Did the police ever talk to you, see if you're doing OK? After an argument, a police would come in there and see if we were OK. And we were always tell them we're OK. So you didn't, you, you didn't tell them how you really felt? Yeah. Because we wasn't hurt or nothing. Right, and you didn't want? We didn't want Dad to get in more trouble. So Christopher is here with his brother Colin and, and mother Yvette. So what went right and wrong in this family? 
Well, fighting is something that happens all over. And it's bad for kids, period, if you're married or if you're divorced. But you see, the difference is when you're married and your parents have a fight, the kids kind of see you make up a day later, hours yeah. later, so they can kind of get through it. When you're divorced, it just sits there and reminds them of all the bad times and the difficult times that happened. So that's what the kids were suffering. And, they didn't, and when parents are fighting so much and there's so much anger, they don't go to them because they, they feel like they got to keep things stable. The kids begin to be the ones who are trying to keep the house together and stable mm -hmm. while everything's falling apart around them. And that stops them from expressing. These guys are some of the most articulate young men and respectful young men that you'll meet. And they were so respectful of their parents that they didn't want to get them in trouble with the police or didn't want to get them or you to feel so heartfelt over their particular pain. So they hid it and coped on their own. They hid it, they suppress it, and the suppression turns into rage. It turns into rage. For years, Christopher says he overheard his parents' fights and threats of divorce, and then it finally happened. When I found out that they were getting divorced, it was like a dream die. Like, oh, it was man. terrible. So did they uh, tell you together? Were you, like, sitting around, or you just found out about it, or like? And my mom sat down to me, and she told me. And she, she was very careful, because I was, I was crying a lot. I went to my room, and then um, I told my brother. So your mom told you and, you, and, and then you had to tell your brother? Yeah. What was that like? Well, well, when I told him, he was shocked, just like me. And he started crying. When mom told you about the divorce, where was dad? He had left. They would have, have an argument. And then he would go to his mom's house. And then they would call each other, and then make up, then come back. Mm -hmm. So I never thought it would come like this. But she wasn't kidding this time. Mm -hmm. When I found out she was for real, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Gary has three rules to follow when telling your children you are getting divorced. And uh, rule number one is? Rule number one, tell them together, mom and dad and kids together. At this moment, when we're about to break up as a family, we want to give them a sense of being united. Keep in mind that kids remember things, certain moments for the rest of their lives. This is going to be one of those moments that they will never forget. Tell them together as a family. We're still a family. So Yvette and Yvette's husband, yes. their father, should, should have been there. Yes, sit down together. We're still going to be together as a family. Okay. Even at the moment of That's rule up. number one. Rule number two? Rule number two is keep in mind that once you sit down, you have about 45 seconds before your kid's mind is going like this. Their mind is racing. So you have a very short opportunity to get across some crucial messages. And what, what are you going to say in 45 seconds? You say three things. Mom and dad made each other very sad, and we think that it's best for the family that mom and dad live apart. You guys are going to spend plenty of time with both of us in our homes. And it is absolutely not your fault. You did nothing to cause this. OK. Rule number three. Practice. It might sound strange. Practice, practice, practice. Even at the moment that you're breaking up, mom and dad have to get together before. Practice this 45-second thing. Get it out together. And then, most important, 
sit back and listen. Now it's time to hear them cry, to deal with their sadness and anger, and just be there as a family to love them together. And after the 45 seconds are up, then what? Well, then they start crying, and then you hold hands, you hug, you sit, you allow them to ask questions, and, and that's what you talk about. Yeah. How does that sound to you, Yvette? Sounds like something that I really didn't think about. But yeah, that sounds definitely how to handle it. I didn't, um, I didn't know how to handle it. I was still trying to deal with it mentally myself. And uh, I really didn't think all the way through the impact of not telling them together. And, and you know, kids always want to know, why did the divorce happen? What, what, why am I in this position? Yes. And parents, you know, they don't want to badmouth the other person. And they surely, uh, you know, don't want to just say, uh, well, when you're older, I'll tell you. So there's a couple things we have to explain to kids. Uh, number one, we don't want to give them specific reasons, because we don't want to start blaming each other. But we want to start giving them some general ideas that are meaningful. Things like, you know, it, in our marriage, we didn't love each other enough. We were too selfish. Maybe we didn't get help early enough. We said nasty things that we couldn't take back. You know, real things that maybe they can learn from your mistakes under those circumstances. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance. Jewelry. Luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. But isn't it interesting uh, for Christopher and Colin, even though your parents fought all the time, you still wanted them to stay together? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. yeah. If you don't know how to talk to your kids about divorce, you end up damaging them in ways that you really often cannot see until much later on, and they're, you know, remain damaged. Even if your divorce happened years ago, it's never too late to try and heal some of that damage that's already been done because you didn't do it the right way, knowing how to talk to them. Ebony joins us. Her parents suddenly split when she was nine years old. She is now 16 years old, and she talked to Gary about this burden she has been carrying. I was nine years old. My mom was dating someone else while my dad was still in the picture, while she was still married with him. I was the one who ended up telling my dad that she was seeing another guy. You, you told? I told. I actually walked in on them, and they were just, you know, they were kissing. But me being nine, that's a big deal. When I got home, I was crying, and I ran in the house, and I was scared. I told him what happened. So I'm screaming. My dad starts crying, which is like never seen a man cry. And to see my dad cry just makes me so mad. Yeah. And she didn't even, it just seemed like she didn't care about anything. I felt horrible. I felt like 
everything at that point was me, was my fault. That, that was my fault because I told. So I do feel like that was my fault because if I wouldn't have told and she wouldn't have said anything, he wouldn't have known. And so you carried that for you how long? Seven years. Seven years. Thinking that it was your fault that they divorced? You never thought that it was her fault that she had the boyfriend? I mean, at times I did. But then I was like, well, I told him what I had seen. I told my father what I had seen with her and her boyfriend. And I, I mean, if I wouldn't have said anything, then they probably would have lasted a little longer, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. a little longer. Well, in her conversation with Gary, Ebony confessed the dangerous secret that she has now been keeping from her parents for years after this happened. I just thought my mom was the biggest hypocrite in the world. So I was doing whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, it was rebelling. And I did it, I did it on purpose to make her mad. But it hurt me more than it hurt her. Tell me about that. Fifth grade is when I first started smoking cigarettes. Seventh grade, I, I first smoked weed. I had a lot of sexual partners. Mm -hmm. And I never, I was in, um, was in seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember, it was one of the summers. And I, it was the year that I lost my virginity. From that point on, it was every single day and I can't even count how many people. I had so many pregnancy scares. Because you kept being worried that you were pregnant? It, not even just were? pregnancy. And, oh, and I did actually end up, I got pregnant. I remember having like horrible cramps and the doctor is like, uh, you basically lost your baby. And I didn't let it bother me at first. I was like, oh, you know, you know, it's cool. I'll be fine. And then more drugs and more sex just came out of that. The drugs numbed it. Like, I don't, I can't even remember half of my life. I can't remember it. I brought all of this on myself, the stupid decisions that I can't take back. I feel like I couldn't talk to my mom about it. I couldn't talk, I can't, my dad doesn't even know. Mm -hmm. My dad has no clue. You talk about how close you are to your father. How close can you be to your father if he doesn't know the major, major, major part of your life? I, I'm pretty sure some part of him will disown me. You think he'll see you much less than you are that Yeah, he's going to see me his... as a slut mm. and not as Ebony. And that's not me. It's not who I am. It's just an outlet, a bad outlet. An outlet. Uh, well, after that interview, Gary had a private conversation with her. And what happened in that conversation? Well, you know, she felt so horrible and hated herself. And she kept telling me that she was lucky to be alive, lucky to be alive. And I said, you know, it's time to stop relying on luck. And it's time to start relying on love. Mm -hmm. And I knew that she wanted to be close to her parents and that we could make that difference. And she courageously agreed that if I would be there, that she could spill the beans, connect with her parents, and just tell once and for all. And I, I guaranteed to her that her parents are not going to see her as a slut, but going to see her as their daughter that they want to love and keep loving and keep in touch with. 
and that's what she was willing to do. With Gary's help, Ebony agreed to tell her mom, her dad, and aunt the truth about her secret life for the first time. And here's how that went. I don't know how to start. Well, you just start saying it, just like you did with me. Tell them, so tell them, tell them, you know, what you've done and what's happened to you. Well, the easiest way to put it is to be straightforward. Um, I've had a lot of sexual partners, and I've done some pretty bad things. Like, I smoke a lot of weed, which isn't good. Tell us more. Sexual partners. Throw it out. A approximate number. It's been like 22, maybe. Tell us um, how you felt through these experiences. About one or two of them were cool. But like the other ones were just like robot. I don't know. Like I just, it wasn't really anything. But doing that as a robot makes you feel. It made me feel like better. Do you feel that that's pretty much the, the most important thing you have to offer men? Pretty much. That's what I felt like. It's made me give up on guys. And there's a person that I'm talking to that is a girl. It's a lot easier and feels more natural for some reason than with these guys. I haven't done anything sexual with her or anything like that. I talk to guys like I'm still attracted to them, but I don't want to be with a guy. OK, that's all. That's all. You're not saying that you're a lesbian, you're gay, or you're not. I don't know what I'm not. saying. You I don't, don't know. know what I am. Exactly I right. I don't know how to answer. And we're not here to blame your parents and say it's all their fault. But the fact is that, that parents staying connected with you had they been able to work their relationship, it might have made you feel less lost and less confused. Yeah, nobody else is going to accept me, so I need you guys. So when you say I don't know how to answer that, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to accept it. OK. I sense that you have difficulty with it. Yes. I, she hates it. You just don't want to hear it, so you don't. You just kind of blow it off. No, no it, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear I, exactly what you're saying. I just don't believe that I'm in a position to say it's okay. I don't expect you to say it's okay. It isn't okay. I understand that you are confused. But I'm not going to accept, I can't accept it, because the way I was raised, it's not acceptable. A kid can do something that's not okay, and you can disagree, but that does not mean that you can't accept it and love them, no matter what choice they make for themselves. She can know that it's not okay and it's not cool with you. But that does not mean that you can't say, I love you, I accept you. He's right, I won't condone it, but I'm gonna still love you because I do believe that things do happen for a reason, so. So I'm gonna be there, you know, if you need to talk to me for whatever, whatever reason, because I don't want you to take the same road again and because we were I wasn't there before um because I was the one left your dad and didn't tell you anything I'm not gonna take that road again because I'm not gonna lose you just because you know 
This is the path that you chose to take. And I love you too much for that. Key message here is what Belinda was saying. She left uh, Ebony's dad and did not tell Ebony anything. And again, I say, when you don't know how to talk to your kids, when you leave and you ignore their feelings, when you think they're just kids and they'll get over it, you end up damaging them forever. Ebony's parents are courageous enough to be here. JD and Belinda uh, have joined us. When you heard Belinda, um, uh, Ebony on the tape say that the moment this all changed for her was when she walked in the room and saw you kissing the other guy and that she felt that you were the biggest hypocrite and that a part of all of this acting out, which on her part has pretty evolved to know that one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because my mother's so hypocritical, so I'm going to show her. Yeah. When you heard that, what did you think or feel? Did you was... realize that that kiss had had that kind of impact? I had no idea. I was only thinking of myself at that time. And uh, she didn't even come into play, although we were always together. I found out even about the kiss only a few days ago. so. I'm totally embarrassed. You um, found out about the kiss, meaning you didn't know she'd seen the kiss? Right. You didn't even know she'd seen it? I didn't know she it. had told her dad. I knew she'd seen it, but I didn't know she had told her dad until only a few weeks ago. I, ha I didn't even, and it's been seven years since we've been divorced, and I didn't know all of this she carried. I mean, we treated her like an, basically like an adult, so I didn't even think it affected her in any way uh, because she saw how we acted in the house. But how can you say you treated her like an adult? Because an adult, if you were going to leave, you would explain why you were leaving. And that's a good point. But we don't, where I was, how, I guess how I was raised, we just didn't talk about a lot of things. You know, things just happen. We understand that. And um, so that's how I, I did with her. Yeah. So let's talk about what you, what you both decided to tell or not to tell Ebony. So did you decide, did you sit Ebony down and say, we're going to now be, be separating? No. And these are the reasons why? No. no. You said nothing to Ebony? No. Never. I didn't know that you guys were getting divorced till after the divorce. I just remember one day, we're at home. The next day, me and Mommy are moving out. We're packing up. Yeah. And that's how it happened. And I blocked a lot. And it sounded like a cop-out, but I just blocked a lot of things out, because I was only thinking you yeah. know, of me at that time. Well, Gary says that if you think your kids are going to come to you with their biggest problems, you're dead wrong. Why? Shame. I mean, how many of us as teenagers were running to our parents with every problem that we Please. had? <laughs> Please. So, you know, my wife and I, we have five children, and we sat down with our children, and every single parent should do this. We identified two adults that we trust and they trust in their lives, and we all met together, and we said, listen, we want you to come to us, of course. We'll never judge you. We'll always love you. But here's the deal. If you don't feel like you can come to us, here's two people you can go to individually. And they, we give them permission to make decisions on our behalf for you, and they never have to tell us if that's what's going to work for you. That way, at least we know as parents, our children are using adults with experience to help them guide them instead of their colleagues. Everyone should do it. But it's like a substitute parent. Yes, it's a go-to parent. It's a go-to parent. That's a great idea. Well, Ebony, thank you for having the, for being brave enough to, don't you feel better? I do, actually. 
Yeah. I feel a lot better. Yeah. And don't you feel that now you can create another life for yourself because your past is really just that? Right. It's the past? It's really hard trying to change yourself by, you know, by yourself. You need help to yeah. try to change your lifestyle. So now that you've released that, you can leave that in the past and move forward and start to be who you really are. Because that's what life is all about, becoming more of who you really are. And that's what I wish for you today. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you that you had the courage to do that. Thank you all. Thank you, Frank. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.